Thank you, Lord. You know, uh, um, Sarasota um, lost a gym. They didn't lose him. I shouldn't say it that way. But Mr. Larry uh, was awesome, awesome, is, is an awesome man. He, he's an awesome addition to heaven. But he was, uh, I don't know how many of you remember, but they went here for a while as well. And uh, never went to Sarasota without talking to Mr. Larry. He would always make sure to see me and uh, love him, love his wife, and praying for the family. And just wanted to say that because it was on my heart. So he's a, he's a, he is a good, good man. He's in a good, good place, and we'll see him again. But thankful for his heart and his service. Um, he was a good servant uh, to the church and to the Moors, and uh, we're, we're thankful for people. You know, we got a bunch of good servant, good servants here, don't we? Good, good men and women of God that have a heart to serve God. It's a good thing. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Look at, open up. I guess this is our text for now, anyway. Third, third John two. You know, I don't, I don't start series, but they just kind of follow me, I guess. <laughs> Either that, or I just never get very far in each thing. Third John two. Thank you, Lord. But he's good because. It takes him a long time to just show me a one, one or two things in one, three or four scriptures. And, man, it's so good, isn't it? Isn't the Word of God rich? You know, uh, I, I read a psalm every day, and recently I'd read Psalm 119. And as you read Psalm 119, you, you, you see the writer's love for the Word of God. And, and you can't have a love for the Word of God a true love for the Word of God without loving the God that said it. Yeah. Amen? The, the speaker is who the love is towards, and the reason you love His Word is because of the value it has because of Him. God is who gives His Word value. Amen? It, it's an infinite Word because it comes from an infinite God. It's a Word of love because it comes from love. It's a Word of faith because it comes from a God of faith. It, it's a Word that will never let us down because we serve a faithful God. Amen? And, and so the word that we love is God's word. Amen? And, and, and as, we, as we gain that love for his word, you know, I remember, the fact is I remember this verse, 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. And when I was on my journey back to the Lord. We'll say it that way. This verse was a verse that I often listened to and read, but I will say that when I began my journey back, I was legalistically looking for the Lord. Um, you know, some, some people search for the Lord because of what they need, right? Not because of who He is. You'll never find Him until you search for Him for who He is, you, right? Um You'll never find him legalistic because he's not a legalistic God. He's, he's, as I've said before, a levelistic God. And, and so when you begin to search his word legalistically, you find truths in his word, but his word never becomes truth. Because it, when it becomes truth, it'll make you free. And, and, and so as, as, I, as I searched this verse and I said, Lord, I know it's your will that I prosper and, of course, I told you before, I saw dollar signs and the S's in Prosper had slashes through them, you know, because that's what I needed. 
And, you know, we, we laugh, but that's what we still do so many times. We, we get to the Word as soon as we need it, right? When, when we don't need it, we, we read it, we look at it, and we think about it from time to time. But too often we're caught at a place where all of a sudden now we need the Word. we we got to get to the Word because there's problems. There's things going on in my life. These, these things got to change, and the Word will change it. And you're right, the Word will change it, but it's the speaker of the Word that changes it. The power is in the speaker, and the, and the words have power because he spoke them. Uh, you know, when he said light be, it was because God said light be. And he put that same power in us, made, making us speaking spirits. And he, and he put that same power in us, but his, his power worked through love. So how do you reckon your power is going to work? Amen? Amen. The, the, you, must, you, must be, you must identify with the speaker to identify with the word. And that's what I wasn't doing. I, 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 was, I, I wanted the speaker, but I wanted him over here, and I wanted the word right here, and I was separating the two. And, and, and then you go on in these verses, and, and you even look at even as your soul prospers. Well, you know, Lord, I'm going to church. I'm singing loud. I, you know, I'm doing all these things. I think my soul's prospering. You don't have to think your soul's prospering. If you have to look to see if your soul's prospering, it's not. Trust me. And I kept looking for my soul to prosper, and it wasn't prospering. And, 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 and the thing about it was, was this isn't the only verse in this chapter. And what, what, why their soul was prospering is they were walking in truth. There's only one way to walk in truth, and that's to have a close relationship with God. Then the Word of God, which is truth, becomes what you walk in. Amen. Amen? It didn't say you're walking with truth. It didn't say you're holding hands with truth going through life. You're walking in truth. In other words, truth has become part of who you are. Yeah, right. Amen? And, and, and truth is Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And, so, and he's also the Word. So you got the word that's the way, the truth, and the life, and now you're walking in that truth. And that truth is his word, but you're walking in it as God's word. You've made God first place in your life. God, you love God, and you have a relationship with the speaker. Amen? Amen? Your relationship with the speaker of the word will, will, will decide how much word has value in your life. And so when we back off of our relationship or we allow things in between our relationship, right? You know, a lot, you know, a lot of problems are really not problems. They're just distractions. They, they are. They're the devil trying to get you to see, think there's something between you and God. And, and, and if, you'll, if you'll treat it as the distraction is, it says, get out of my way. I got to get close to God. If you'll treat it like that, then, then, then most of those problems are like a fly on your hand. You just flip them off. When, when we allow, we say, oh, i got problems. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? See, you've already pulled back. You've put something in between. There's your relationship with the speaker, with, with the Father. Amen? And, and you don't have to wonder what you'll do because if you're walking in the truth, you already know what you'll do. Amen? When we begin to wonder things and question and say, 
And, and so I'm not saying don't search the Word, search and look for the things of God, but search it from a heart of love for God and a heart of trust for God. He's never failed you. That's why, that's why there's so many of these books out there about questioning God. Wow. There are, you, you know if you went to just a Christian bookstore and looked for books on why do bad things happen to good people, there's a whole section of them. And, and, and every book has a different answer that's the same. Right. Right. <laughs> it's not a good question. Amen. It, it, it's, it's, not, it's not a right question. You immediately took your eyes off the speaker and put your eyes on the problems. And you've immediately exalted the good person and the bad thing. You know, they're so good. I just wonder why these bad things happen. <laughs> because you're in the world, first of all. But the second thing is, you don't know. And you're not going to know. But one thing you do know is it wasn't God. And if you love God and you love His Word, you'll put the two together and figure that one out real quick. God is not ever the problem. Amen? He is always the answer. And as we draw close to Him and, and have relationship with Him and, and have a heart for God, you know, in, in, in the ministry here, and, and I was just talking to Brother Warren and Tom was talking to staff about it just recently, you can't just have a heart for, for God. You have to have a heart for the Moors as well to be in this ministry, right? So, so you know, I got a heart for God, and then God says, okay, now I want you to work for Moors. Well, immediately the, the Word, the God that has the Word, said you have a heart for the Moors too. And, and, and you put that heart together and your service becomes valuable. Why? Because you're serving the Moors and serving God at the same time. Amen? If you're serving in the church, yes, you're serving God. But if you're serving in this church, you're also serving the Moors. You have people all the time that say, I just, need, I just want to help the Moors. I want to help the Moors. If you're serving, you are helping the Moors. Amen? If you're serving with the right heart. If you're serving with the right heart. If you have to do it, it's not the right heart. But if you get to do it, it's a good thing. That's off, that's off subject, so we'll go back to subject. Amen? Our relationship and, and our value of the speaker is, is what gives, gives, us, uh, it gives us the value of the Word. And, and so the Word, uh, and I told you guys recently that God told me this. He said, because he said, I was reading the... And it's just like when I was looking at it legalistically. Sometimes we read our chapter to say we read our chapter. Right? Well, this is our homework. Right? We're supposed to read our chapter every day. Well, I was reading it, I don't know, it's been a few months ago. And God said, you're just reading this. He stopped me right in the middle. He said, you're just reading this. And, and I was. And I know better. Why? Because I love his word. But But we get into this thing that we read the... The paper, we read the magazine, we read the Word. And they're all three things we read. And, and see, those others, things you read, have no value. They have no, they're not going to help you. They're not, gonna, they're not, they have, they're not living and active. They're, they're not going to do a thing for you. But what they did do was they got you into this place where now the Word on these pages is just like the Word on these pages. Amen? No respect for the speaker. You're reading the page, but you're forgetting that the speaker of that page is God. The very God of the universe wrote you a book. Yeah. 
Amen? He wrote you and me a book. And it's not just a book of instructions. It's a book from the heart of love to get you to a place that you thought you could never be. And it was a relationship with Him, a place with Him where nothing was between you anymore. There was no wall. There was no sin. There was no shame. There was no condemnation. There was no legalisms. There was nothing keeping you back from God. He wanted that relationship, so he did just what Kevin talked about. He gave. Amen? How did he give? Out of a heart of love because he is love. And so through that love, he gave, and he gave his word. Amen? And, and through that, he brought us back into a relationship where not only could we read the word, but we could see it for whose word it was. It wasn't just instruction and in law anymore. It was a father writing to his sons and daughters. Amen? And, and, when, and that's what he told me. He said, when you read this, take the time to read it like I am talking to you, like I'm sitting, I'm sitting you down and I'm actually speaking to you. And I mean, even change the words like when it says, and the Lord said, say, and I'm telling you, Dave. This, and, and, and when you read it like that, Oh, man, you already loved the Word. Now you love it more. Why? Because you see that's the heart of the Father talking to you. And, and it's not instruction to, to uh, a, a way to a means. It is love with instruction to get you through life victorious every day. Amen? I was talking to uh, Brother Moore this past week, and he was... And I, and I think he's told this story in a, in a sermon or two, but he was talking about a time where he was a little little boy, him and his brother, and his dad and mom were taking them to see their great-grandpa, who was about 90 years old. And his dad took him and his brother and set them down before they went and saw him and took the time, set them down, and said, said grandpa, great-grandpa is 90 years old and he's full of wisdom. And, and it's good. It would be good for you. And I, and I don't know the whole words, but it's basically said to be quiet and to listen to what he had had to say. And now, now Brother Moore was really little. He remembers every word that his dad told him. I'm not going to say distinctly, but he remembers the moment. He remembers the value, and he remembers the love of his father to to take the time to sit him down and make that important. Amen. What made it important was the way he received it. What, it started with the heart of love from the Father and then how, how Brother Moore received it as a little child. Amen. And he still remembered it to this day and they, and said they actually did do this. When he went to see great-grandpa, they stopped, sat still, and they listened. Why? Because great-grandpa had wisdom. He'd lived a lot of years. And how, how did he know this? Because his father told him this. Amen? Amen. And, and so, and when I'm listening, I'm like, oh my gosh, the, the value that you got because your father's heart was to teach you to do something that would help you. Yeah. Right? Not just so you don't bug great grandpa. <laughs> right? Great grandpa's got great wisdom. Yeah. And, and, I, and it's good for you to hear it. Amen? That's the heart of a father. And, and that's what God's word is. 
God, God's word is him saying, wait, slow down. You don't have to read your chapter at rapid speed. I'm your father. I love you. Sit down and let me, let me read it to you. You know, even today, I was practicing, and I'll say it just like that, practicing more. I went to the, just the story of David, and, and I let my spirit hear it from God. Why? Because it's not just a story. It's an account. Can you imagine your father coming home and giving you the account of David overcoming the giant? Huh? Right from the father's mouth. Well, he does every day. Anytime you want to open to 1 Samuel, right? It's right there, and your father's speaking it to you. Your father, because he loves you, and he knows that would build faith in you. He knows that that word, why? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word. Amen? What word? The word of God. The word of truth. The word that makes free. The word is good. Amen? And, and when we look at it that way and we get away from the legalisms of it, and, and I remember I started teaching that, that night that Kim said, my boss invited us to Bible study. And I said, no, I wouldn't like to go to that at all. <laughs> right? And I wouldn't have at that point. It's like, mm, that doesn't sound like something I'd do at all. Seems like it was even on a Monday night, which even made it more messed up. <laughs> right? Because Monday night during football season. Right? But I went... And I had been, don't get me wrong, this is when I had been looking at 3 John 2 and listening, man, religiously, and I will say it just like that, religiously listening to prosperity messages. Religiously I was doing it. I didn't miss a minute of listening to prosperity messages religiously. I don't care how many tapes and, or CDs or downloads or what it is you're listening to. I don't care how many you listen to them. If you listen to them religiously, you'll come back with zero. Right? You may memorize a few things, but nothing will be in your heart because you weren't doing it because of the speaker. You were doing it because of the need. Amen? And, and, and you've, got to get a, you've got to have a relationship with the God that said it. That was his desire all along. It wasn't his desire just to make you free. His, his desire was to make you free through relationship with him. That's why he said it's the truth that makes you free. He's, if, it, if he didn't need truth to make you free, he could have said just free. You're all free. Right? He could have. But instead he put truth there through his word and, and our belief in him and his word make us free. Amen? And that, that's why God. That's why people, that's why the world and religious and the devil do not want you to believe He's good, right? Because you won't look at Him the right way or hear Him the right way if you truly believe. If you don't believe He's good, Amen. And and so, so I, I say, well, one thing we're in debt up to our ears, and I don't even know if I'm going to have something to do tomorrow. So we better go to Bible study because it's your boss that's having it, right? And so I go to Bible study, and all of a sudden this word starts coming out of me 
but it starts coming out of me in a way that it never had before. It starts coming out of me in love for others. Right? It wasn't me seeking a way or a means to my end, but it was, it was coming out of me to help someone else. And all of a sudden, it gained a value in my life that it, it did not have before. And I had been listening to it for weeks and months and years, and, and it did not, that moment, I gained a value for it because all of a sudden, it began to do what God put it in me to do. The God of love put it in me to love others with. That's, that's what the word's for. What will make you freer than loving people? Nothing. Nothing will make you more free than loving people. Amen? And, and, and walking in that love, walking in that truth. We have a, we have a tendency, uh, what was it in, uh, what's it in Ephesians that says walk in love? Go way past my notes here. Yeah, Ephesians 2, and it says, and walk in love. You ever notice it doesn't, he, de- he doesn't say walk by love, right? He didn't say walk by love. He, you could have, but love's right here. He said walk in it, in it. In other words, it, it be you, right? You be love, love be you. And, and, and you're walking in it. You're not doing it, you are it. Right? We have a tendency to do lovely things. Let's have a tendency to love. Right? It's, it's kind of like those signs you say, uh, do, do act, uh, random acts of kindness. If you're walking in love, they won't be random. Right? right? Because love is kind. And, and so you won't have to concentrate to do something kind. You just are. Amen? Amen? You won't have... To put pressure yourself and say, oh, I'm going to be patient. No matter what it takes, I'm going to be patient right now. No, you won't have to because you are patient. Right? You, you, you become the very word that is there. You, you're walking in the truth. You're walking in love. It, it's not something where you have to stop and say, okay, tell me what truth is right now, Lord. I need to know. No, you know it because you're walking in it. You're, you're walking in truth. You're walking in love. You're, you're walking in this. It is how you operate, right, rather than what you do at certain times, right, and you, you hold back a little because why? Because, well, you might need to go off every now and then, right? I, I need some space, God, because i got to go over here and go off, right? You're going to have to give me some space from this truth and love stuff. Because I, I got to go all over here and talk bad about some people and scream and yell, <laughs> right? Because if you walk in truth and love, you not you will never get to do that. You will never get to have your way. There will be no me time, right? No, <laughs> there's no me time in truth and love. It's all we time. It's all they time. Amen. And and, and but you won't want it. When, when you know. Everyone in here knows that and, and has done it and, and has gotten in and out of it. But when you walk in that love, when you walk in that truth, you don't, you're not looking for another way because you found the way. Amen? And, and it's, not, it's not taking you away from anything that's important. It's taking you into all things that are important. Amen? And, and it brings you into a relationship to where you're no longer 
looking around to see where God is, you're walking in Him. He's walking in you. Right? He's walking in you. And, and, that, and, and he's, that's what He said in, what is it, in Corinthians? Well, here, I've got it. We'll go there. It'll be way out of order, but we'll go there. 2 Corinthians 6. Second Corinthians six sixteen. It says what agreement and what agreement unity harmony is the word agreement. Unity harmony has the temple of God with idols. For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. You have, we have God dwelling in us. Right? He's dwelling, I'll dwell in them and walk in them. God's walking around in you. Huh? You have the very spirit of the living God inside you, inside me. We know, you know even where it says, no eye has seen, no ear heard, ear heard uh, or has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. But how does he get it to you? He's walking in you. He just has to reveal it to you through a spirit that's in you. Right? Then your eye can see it and your ear can hear it. Why? Because it's in you. Amen? And, and because that's, he said, I've revealed it to you by my spirit. And, and later he says, walk in the spirit. Why? Walk in the spirit. Why? Because that's how you're going to, that's how God's going to reveal himself to you. Right? Faith to faith, glory to glory, walking in love, walking in the Spirit, walking by faith. You're going to, you, all these things are how you get your closeness, your relationship with God, and, and not having agreement, not having agreement with the things of this world, not having the things of this world to be part of you. Well, just go on and see what it says in the rest of this, this, uh, these very verses. I'll walk in them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Verse 17, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. What's he saying? Separate yourself from that. Yeah. Right? See, we tend to separate ourselves many times from the wrong thing. Right? No, separate yourself from that answer. Only look to this answer. Separate yourself from among them. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Keep going. Where are we at? Verse 18. And I will be... Now, he went a, went a step further. He went Old Testament. Now he's coming to the New Testament. First he said, I'll be their God and they'll be my people. He's going to get a little more personal now. A little more personal. I'm going to be your father. And you're going to be my sons. Right? right? I'll be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters saith the Lord God Almighty. In other words, I'm going to walk in you, I'm going to be in you, and, and I'm going to be your father. And, and this is the relationship he wants. This is the one he wants. Just like when Brother Moore's dad sit and set him down and, and told him that, he wants to set you down. Go to Proverbs 4 because that was the next verses in our series, right? Proverbs 4.20. He wants to sit you down and say, My son. My son, what, 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 what gives these verses value now? He just told you what gives them value. He's speaking to his son. He's speaking to his son. He's going over and he's saying, Jody, my son, it's really important to me that you attend to my words. I want you to hear my heart. 
Incline your ear to my sayings. Well, what's he saying? He's saying, my son, this, this is important. And, and I'm setting you down right here. And I'm telling you these things. And I want you to hear my heart right now. I want you to, to attend to my words. I want you to incline your ear to me right now. Incline your ear to the things I'm saying. Why? Why, why do you keep them in the midst of your heart? What's he saying? I don't want these just going in your ears. He said, this is too important. Put these things in your heart. You won't just need them today, right? See, the things you just need today, you just read today. The other day we got on our new car. We needed to know something on how to make it work. We got out the manual. We read that. Put the manual back up. Right? Why? Because that's all we needed right now. And it's all I could take of that manual. Right? And, and, and you only, when you read instruction, it's just what you need right now. When you read Word, when you read the Word, when you listen to the Almighty God, your Father, begin to speak to you to impart wisdom and knowledge and grace and to, to give you wisdom and, and health and life. Right? And he says, my son, put these things in your heart. This, this, this is relationship. And when you get it this way, you, it's relationship. And you're saying, wait a second, my father's speaking to me. And, and when your father's speaking to you, nothing else matters. Everything else is a distraction. Everything else has to go away. Everything else has no place. Right? And, and, and when he says, he says, don't let it depart from your eyes. Right? And that word depart means to separate. Don't, don't, let, don't let this turn aside or get out of your sight. Don't separate from it. Right? Yeah, there's things you separate from and there's things you don't separate from. Right? You know, one of the words for depart and separate are to, are to make a place for or make room for. Place, room, between. In other words, when we give place to something that's not God... We put room between us and God, right? When we separate from the world, we make no room between us and God, right? We, we put nothing for anything else. It's God here, we here. There's no other room. And, and, and we don't want to have things between us and God. And when we, when we, when we uh, what's the, what is it in Hebrews? It says, uh, be, be careful not to have an evil heart of unbelief. What's it do? It departs from the living God. What? An un- unbelief. What? Unbelief is not believing in Him. It's not just not believing His Word. It's not believe. If you don't believe His Word, you don't believe the speaker. Right? If you believe the speaker, you believe the Word. And so when it says... When, and, and, like, and, it's, and it was literally talking about the children of Israel. What they do? They, they, they'd see a miracle, and then they'd say, "Yeah, but where's our sandwich? How, how are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Sure, you can part the Red Sea, but now we're hungry." <laughs> well, it's instruction to them. It got them. It, it was a means to get across the sea and get away from those people, but it wasn't love for the Father. Amen. And when the word is only a means, you'll, not, you'll never have the relationship that God desires to have with you. The word must become something great to you. 
You must love the word, but you must love the giver of the word. Amen? Because you can never have a love for the word until you have a love for the giver. Amen? And, and, and anything else is going to separate us from him, and, and it, just like it did them, because his words, the ones we keep in his heart, not, not all his words, the ones you keep in your heart that you won't let out of your eyes, the ones that have value, those are life to those who find them and health to all your flesh. All his words will be that way, but it's only the ones that find it, right? The only ones that find it. Look at, what is it in parable of the sower? Um, Luke 8. Sometimes, especially in America, we have it good. You know, there, there, there may be rough days. There may be things that you didn't like. There may be some moments and, and seasons that you would have preferred not to be a part of. But overall, we have really, really easy life. We, we have a freedom to worship God. We have a freedom to know God. We have, we have a nation that is very wealthy and able to, you know, take care of people, right? Because it's a nation under God. And, and we can take for granted God sometimes because of those things. When your life is easy, you know, you say, oh, I'm so glad. Jim, thank you, God, for everything you're doing for me. I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful. But it's kind of like Ramsey. When I was, when she needed dad, she looked for a dad. The rest of the time, I was just dad. <laughs> that may not make sense to you, but there's dad. But when she needed something, dad, 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 oh, dad, dad. Have you seen this? Wouldn't that look good on me? Huh? My friends want to go shopping today. You want to take us? Dad? Right? Why? Because I was dad right then. Why? She has means to an end. Huh? But and she loves me, and I know that. But the thing is, is you can take it for granted how amazing our father is. How amazing he is. Not only did he create everything you see, he created things you can't possibly see. Amen? And he loves you with a love you don't even have this much of a knowledge of. Right? Because the minute we get more knowledge of it, it blows us away. And we're like, oh, man, i got to hear more of that. If you know how much he loves you, if you know even a little bit of how much he loves you, you'll search for more. You'll look for more. Why? Because you begin to love him because you see that love, and it makes that love in you come back up and out. Amen? And what it does is the more you seek him, the less room there is between you and him. But there, 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 was a, there was a great chasm between us. There was a great gulf between us and God. And Jesus spanned that, and he not only spanned it, he took it away. It's no longer there. He's not sitting here like this anymore. He took it away. It's gone. And now we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Hmm? And, and we can come up to the Father, and we can receive mercy, and we can, and we can fellowship, and we can have a relationship with the God that loves us and put his love in us. Why? Because we're like him. And when you walk in love, the reason you do it is because you're like your dad. 
You're, you're like your dad. You're becoming more like him. When you walk in truth, you're walking in your dad's word. And you're walking as your father's son. And you're doing the things that he desires because he's put the same desire in you. And when you do it, you're helping others all the time. All the time. Why? Because that's what he does. That's who he is. He's not a God. It, did I have you guys go to Luke 8? So, so how, and, 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 that's, and I guess I'll try to get back to that in the circle I've made here. I don't know how I can make that. But, but his word, how it's received, who it's received from. Amen? And, and you could say, I received it from God. But you have to what what did God mean to you? What, who is God to you? Right? Luke 8, 13. It says, he that received... The, they on the rock are they which hear the word and receive it. They heard the word and received it, but who'd they hear the word from? Who was the speaker to them? How valuable he was? You can tell how valuable he was because, first of all, their heart was in a bad place. Their heart it was full of rocks, right? And so when they heard the word, they received it with joy. They, why? Because maybe this will get rid of my problems. This might be the answer to my problems. But when they leave and the problem's still there, Right? That's when you find out how, how much you trust God. Right? If you trust God, your, your root is deep. Right? Your, your, the rocks are gone. And you receive the word. Why? Because it's God's word. And, and he cannot lie. And, and he loves me. And so you, stay, you stand fast. You don't quit. The persecution doesn't cause you to quit. It causes you to know your father even better. Hallelujah. Why? It'd be like when my dad used to tell us something when we were kids, we counted it done. Why? Because dad said it. Even if it was you're going to get a spanking when you get home. Man, we we didn't like the whole trip. We were wanting the car to slow down, anything to happen. Why? Because if dad said you're getting a spanking when you get home, guess what was getting ready to happen when you got home? Right? And I'm 57, so send your... Brutality charges somewhere else. <laughs> None of it hurt me. Not not one of the. I probably deserved at least a hundred more than what I got. So, <laughs> but if Dad said it, we counted it. And Dad's a man. How much more if your heavenly Father, who's good. You know, what's it say in, Hebrew, in Hebrews 11? It says, it says you, to come to God, you've got to believe that he is first. But that's not enough. You've got to believe enough to, to, to diligently seek him. What? Because he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He's not a rewarder of those that come to him. He's a rewarder of those that come to him because they know he's God and they diligently seek him because they believe in who he is. They believe in his heart. It's not enough. You know, so many of these things, well, it's just like Third John 2, I wanted to prosper and be in health, right? I didn't want to walk in truth, right? Because, because that cut into my, my me time, right? That, that took the room between me and God away and put me right up here against God. And when there's a space between you and God, there's things in there that, that, that you got to get rid of before you can get back to God. And I had to get rid of them. 
right? Because I didn't want him taking the life I had. It was such a great life, right? <laughs> Calling bill collectors every day, finding out how I might be able to make it and wondering when I was going to have to sell my house to pay my taxes. And, oh, it was so great, so neat. I, I, I know what I was trying to save. It was, man, if I just had it back today. Oh, my gosh. No. Well, the very thing you're, you're, you're keeping between you and God is keeping you from your answer. Right? And, and, and when we separate ourselves or depart from the living God, we place room between us. We, we, pl- we place room between us. And when we place room between us, then, our, then, then what was relationship is now broken relationship. Remember Peter after, after he betrayed Christ, right? He didn't do, you know, he didn't go to the cross. He didn't do all the stuff he said he would do. In other words, he denied him, right? And, and, and as he denied him, he followed afar. Why? Because he did have relationship with him. Where they, where they were side by side and him and John and James, they walked everywhere together and he had relationship with, with Jesus. But then he denied him and there was, there was a room between them, right? And the room wasn't between them because of Jesus. It was between them because of condemnation, right? When, when we do things, when that room between us is usually caused by us and then kept by condemnation, kept by sin, kept by other things. But, but he was kept by condemnation, right? He, he went back to being a fisherman. Why? I'm not worthy. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm not even worthy to be called one of his disciples, right? And Jesus had to reinstate him, actually, because he was in condemnation. Why? Why did he have to reinstate him? How did he reinstate him? Huh? Love. What did he do? He broke down the, he broke down the room that was between them and brought him back into relationship. He, he, said, he, said, he said, if you love me, or Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, you know, I love you, Lord. He was from he was here to here, right? And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Room getting shorter. He said, Peter, do you love me? Think about it. This is Jesus talking to Peter. He says, come on, man, do you love me? And Peter, he's irritated. He's like, oh, God, you know I love you. You know I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. One more time. Peter, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, you know all things, Lord. You know I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. And, 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 the, wall, and, the, and the room went like that. Why? Because love never fails. It set out to do something that day. It set out to bring Peter back to where Peter belonged. Amen? And, and, and the room between them became empty space, and they filled it back in, and they became one. They became one. When you're walking with God, you're here and he's here. When you're walking in God, you're one. You're one. You, you be a son. You're one. You're part of who he is. Your DNA is made up of what his DNA is made up of. Your character is his character. You walk like him. Right? When people say you walk, they're like, oh, is that God? Oh, no, it's just his son. He walks just like him. Huh? 
You ever see people do that? They see a dad and then they see a son. They walk exactly alike. We do walk. Not only do we walk alike, we walk in the same footsteps. Amen? Doing the same things. Why? Because the relationship he desired, we desired. Amen? And, And because we desired it, go to Romans 8. Maybe we'll close with Romans 8. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us tonight. It's so important, you know, we're, when, you're, when you're trying to get something, you're, you're, you're going to somebody you don't know. When you're, when, you, when you're trying to receive something, you're going to a father who gave it to you already, right? In other words, if I'm going to receive something, if somebody says, I want you to take that off that chair right there, okay, and you go and you receive it. If you're going to get something, you've you got to find if, if he wants you to have it, and then he's got to make more up, right? <laughs> because you got to get it. And then you got to do something to get it, right? Receiving takes no effort. Getting takes lots of effort. And God, God wanted us to receive it. And, and so he, he put healing there and said, receive it. He put prosperity there and said, receive it. He put peace and joy in place and said, receive it. In other words, it's there. It's in my word. I've given it to you. Have it. Amen? It's not, it's not a question of whether you can have it. It's a question of whether you'll go receive it. Amen? And, and when there's a room between you, you're in condemnation. I can't have that. I know healing's there, but I've done something wrong or I'd already be healed. You already are. Right? You're right. You're you're you. You're trying to manipulate the word. First of all, that's that's when Jesus said their heart, their their, their lips say things, but their hearts are over here. Right? Let's have our lips and our hearts in sync. Right? Let's have our lips and our hearts with God, in sync with the Father. I, I don't want my heart to be far from God. Right? That means there's room between us. Right? Remember what he said to the to the one um, the one that said uh, the greatest of all these laws: love your love, love the Lord your God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no greater there's no greater commandment than these. And Jesus looked at him and said, "You're not far. You're not far. You're just a little bit separate." Why? What's he saying? He said, "You're almost to get that in your heart. You're saying it with your mouth, but you're almost to get it in your heart." Because of the way he said it. He said it with some reverence. He said it with some respect. He said it in such a way that Jesus said, you're almost there. Amen? Where did I say go? Romans 8? I've got it in my notes somewhere. Romans 8. It's a lot different than I thought it would be. Romans 8, verse 37. says, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through, through him that loved us, through him that loved us. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to place room between me and the love of God. That word separate literally means place room between. It's one, it's one of the definitions in the Greek place room between none of these things is able to place room and see that's the thing all these things that are going on in your life if you allow them to place a room 
between you and God, then, then you take away his ability to help you. Why? Because you can't hear him right now. Because to hear him right, he wants you right here. And he'll say, my son, pay attention to what I'm getting ready to tell you. Because it's life and health if you'll find it. Let, let me tell you about it. And, and he's excited. Why? Because he's getting ready to give you something that's going to take you places you never thought you could go. Why? Because it's his word. He knows, he knows what his word means. And he knows what relationship with the one saying the word means. And so if he can get the relationship and the word, then you're getting ready to take off. You're gonna, your healing has already happened. Your prosperity's there. Your peace, your joy, your love. Everything that God ever, he, it's in you. And that's what happened that night at Bible study. Everything that was in me, it broke down because the room between me and God went like that. And all of a sudden the love came out of me. Why? Because it was his love that he put in me in the start with. And this word began to mean something. And not only did I look at it for, to, a, to a means to an end, now it was a help to anyone who would listen to me say it. And then for the next several years, we went around telling anybody that would hear it how good God is. And, and we probably didn't do it all right, but, man, we were excited. Why? Because we loved the word giver and we loved the word he gave. And our relationship was like this, and there was no room between us. But, but as, as faith people, as people that want to walk with the Lord, we have to watch or we, we'll allow the world and the things of the world and, and the problems and the, and the cares of life to make room between us and God. And he's saying, don't let any of these things separate you from me. They can't, right? And people can quote that verse all they want, but you could let them. They can't do it if you won't let them. But if you put them in a place higher than him, if you magnify the problem, that's what Paul didn't do. He said, none of these things can put, put a room, a place of room between me and the love of God. And that's what you have to realize. Nothing you've done, nothing you will do, good or bad, is going to separate you from that love and that relationship. That relationship was, was desired before you got saved. And it'll be desired all of your life. He's your father. We're his sons and daughters. He desires to be a part of our life. And he desires our word to have that same value that, that, that 50 some odd years later, Brother Moore still remembers that day that his dad took the time, set him down and said, Hey, son, this is important. And see, that's how we've got to look at this word. It's God saying, okay, son, you just opened the book. It's important. There's something good in here right now, and I need you to see it. Read it like I'm talking to you. Read it like I'm reading it to you. Amen? And if you do that, it's not instruction anymore. We're not just reading out of need. We're reading out of love. We're reading out of relationship. We're reading because we want to know him. We want to know his heart. And we want to know how he would do it. Why? Because we want to do it just like that. People say, how are you going to do it? Just like God did it. Right? How are you going to do this? Just like God did it. You know, when Brother Hagin, when they were talking to him and saying, uh, what are we going to do with this? You know, this is going on. And he said, we're going to act like the word of God's true. Why? Because he trusted the, the word giver. 
right? And he wasn't going to back off of what the word said or the giver of the word said and put a room between him and God with the problem. Amen? I'm convinced. I'm persuaded. That's what Paul said. I'm persuaded that nothing... I guess that's a different verse. That's on up. But he said, nothing will put a room, place room between us and God. If there's something that's placed room between you, find out what it is. You know, what are you condemned about? What did the devil tell you you didn't work hard enough for? Right? I mean, that's what's happening when faith people say, "What, what else do I need to do? You don't need to do anything else. It was already done. You need, here it is. Go pick up your healing. Okay, thanks, God. Right? Pick it up. Well, he did it. It's not, it, we've made things so difficult. Right? We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this. I spent a lot of years with the God of do's and never got to do it. Right? I just kept getting further and further and further from God when I'm listening to his word every day. <laughs> Why? Because, oh, I just don't know why this doesn't work. Because you don't, you're looking at it legally. It's, it's, it's like stereo instructions, right? As soon as you turn the stereo off, you don't need it anymore, right? <laughs> the Word of God is living and active, and it's written for me and you. It, it, it's, not, it's not words on a page. It's God's heart in a book. And, and it never, and it's infinite. And every time we read Proverbs 4:20, there's going to be something new in there, yeah. something we didn't see before, and something that'll take us further. But if we and if we read it as though the the writer, the, not the writer, the the what the person speaking it, right? Yeah. Not, I don't want the person that transcribed it. I want the person that said it. Yeah. Yeah. And if we'll read it according to the person that said it. Right, the person of God, our Father, and, and our value of the speaker becomes so much greater than the value of the spoken word will be so much greater. Amen? Stand up to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. He's helping us. There, there, there's not going to be any room between us and God. Relationship is the most important thing. You, can't, you don't want to leave this earth without a relationship with God. Right? And, and what people don't realize is you don't want to be on this earth without a relationship with God. Amen? I don't care what you're going through. Without a relationship with God, without a true relationship, a knowledge of the Father to the Son. Not, not, just, not, just, not just, oh yeah, I'm saved. I'm talking about a knowledge of the heart of God for you and your heart back towards Him. That's salvation. That's salvation. And if we're going to live out our salvation, that's what we're going to have is a relationship. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hi, D-Way. Glory to God. You guys got a song?